0: Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology. And today we're going to talk about Pluto's upcoming entrance into Aquarius. But rather than saying what to expect, I want to give you a list of five things that you should ignore. And I'm doing this because I got a really interesting question uh, in the comment section of one of the videos I did yesterday. I think it was a video on Saturn and Pisces, where someone said, this is really interesting. Um, I would love to see you talk about what kinds of hype we should avoid or watch out for when Pluto enters Aquarius. Translation being, what kinds of things will you see people hyping up about Pluto and Aquarius that probably aren't true, you know? Like, uh, there's things that a lot of people, like every time Mercury retrograde comes around, you'll find that people say a lot of things about Mercury retrogrades that are not necessarily true or they're sort of alarmist or just generic. So what are the sort of generic, alarmist, crazy, exaggerated kinds of things that people will say as Pluto is about to enter Aquarius that you should watch out for? And when I say watch out for, I really don't mean to criticize anyone individually. I mean, this is not about any particular astrologer. This is just like the buzz that's likely to come up Uh, unfortunately, you know, a lot of astrology that's out there is not going to be spending time really, uh, uh, parsing out the different levels or nuances of the archetypal combinations. Like, uh, you know, there will be lots of cliches that are used in the world of pop astrology and that's everyone who consumes astrology should, should know that if you like this channel, Chances are that you like astrologers who take time to really break archetypal combinations apart in depth and really explore things with a lot more detail and and nuance, at least, again, on an archetypal level. And so, again, like I think the goal of this is just to have fun. First of all, this is a fun question, just like, okay, like what's the buzz and hype going to be about this and what should we sort of be careful not to get, you know, sort of taken or infatuated by And so I thought, well, that's actually a really fun question. Let's come up with five things that we can go ahead and ignore about Pluto in Aquarius. (laughs) Since if you consume astrology content, you are likely to see this somewhere in your feed uh, in the weeks ahead. So I thought we'd just have fun. All right. Don't forget to like and subscribe today. Share your comments in the chat chat box. Really appreciate it when you guys do that. It helps the channel to grow. You can find transcripts of any of my daily talks on my website, which is nightlightastrology.com. Uh, if you have a, sh- a story to share or maybe something to add to our list of things to be aware of, uh, feel free to leave a comment. Really appreciate it again when you guys do that. You can go over to my website, by the way, nightlightastrology.com, to check out the upcoming masterclass series, uh, which starts um, very shortly. So we are uh, starting on February 17th. Go to the courses tab on the website, scroll down to masterclass series. This is at nightlightastrology.com click on it, you'll see that our first series of the new year, the Mysteries of the Moon Cycle, begins on February 17th. You can sign up a la carte or you can sign up for all four programs. The spring series will feature the cycles of Venus and Mercury. The summer, will look at zodiacal releasing. In the fall, we'll look at unlocking temperament and personality in the birth chart. There are need-based tuition contracts available if that would help you at all. You can do an a la carte if you want just one of those classes. There's also a payment plan and an early bird rate. So lots of options there to try to Help you guys out if you need it. Hope to see some of you in class soon. Okay, well, let's look at the real-time clock and remind ourselves of what the heck we're doing here. We are looking at Pluto's upcoming entrance into the sign of Aquarius. And uh, whoops, here we go. Let's go ahead and advance the chart here. We're gonna see that Pluto is entering Aquarius uh, late in March. So it happens right about March 23rd. Pluto will enter the sign of Aquarius on March 23rd. It stays there till about the middle of June before retrograding out. Then it does a little dance between the late degrees of Capricorn and the early degrees of Aquarius until the end of 2024. So we have a couple of years where Pluto's now entering Aquarius. And the point of today, we will be taking some time, and I already have taken some time, to discuss what I think you can expect from Pluto into Aquarius. But I thought, again, today it would be fun since this question came in to say, this is the hype that you should probably ignore. Now, I will qualify some of these as I go and say like, look, you, here's where this comes from. Here's why people will say this. So it's not like there's nothing to these uh, points, but um, they're gonna, they're, they're, these are not, I would say the things to uh, to uh, glom onto. These are, these are the things that you, five things that are safe to ignore about Pluto into Aquarius should you hear this or see this advertised in the next month. Number one, massive change. So by massive change, usually what is meant by your life is about to go through some massive change. You are about to experience some massive personal transformation. Now, for some people, as Pluto enters Aquarius, if it's hitting planets in your chart at zero degrees, right, then maybe, you know, maybe there will be massive change. But to say... just this broad sweeping statement. If you see that out there, people saying as soon as Pluto enters Aquarius, it's going to trigger massive upheaval and change in your life. That's not true. Unfortunately, it's something that astrologers also say about as often as, you know, you use a Kleenex when you have a cold. It's like, it, it's a throwaway statement. At a, at a It's like a quarter jar statement. Put a quarter in the jar every time you tell someone that a transit is going to lead to massive change. The reason that I would say you probably shouldn't listen to that is that As Pluto enters Aquarius it is going to go back and forth into Aquarius over the period of two years and unless you have planets at those early degrees of Aquarius or a critical degree like the ascendant or the midheaven at that zero degree marker of Aquarius unlikely that it's going to cause massive upheaval remember that even transits that Pluto makes to planets or degrees sensitive degrees in your birth chart are usually process oriented which means there can be big events But if Pluto is going to create massive upheaval in your life, it usually happens slowly, incrementally. It is process oriented. So could Pluto create massive changes? Yes. But if someone's selling you that like, look, once this happens, massive change, like be careful of that voice. Uh, Be careful of that kind of um, spin on the transit. Number two, social transformation. And it's the same basic idea. It's the idea that we're on the brink of the age of Aquarius or it's that sense that uh, everything in society, society, (laughs) society, man, (laughs) everything's about to go through some huge upheaval socially. As soon as Pluto enters Aquarius, the aliens will land, you know, we'll have chips implanted in our arms and whatever. So if people are exaggerating some kind of massive social transformation that is going to happen. Just remember when a planet's ingressing like Pluto into a new sign, can you see some major events in the collective? Yes. And can they shift the trajectory of history or have, you know, a big impact on the storyline or whatever? Yeah. For, for certain. I mean, if you go back around 2008 and look at some of the things that were happening when Pluto entered Capricorn, you know, there were some big events, no doubt. Um, but the idea that somehow fundamentally history and humanity and human nature itself is going to change massively overnight just because Pluto changes signs, that's not going to happen. Um, we, there's a, a saying that's important to keep in mind. I don't think of it as an absolute statement, but as a statement of relative importance at times. And that is the statement that there is nothing new under the sun so we've had you know pluto's gone through aquarius before and created different kinds of transformations has been implicated in different kinds of developments and revolutions and wars and blah 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 but none of that when those things happen none of those things are particularly new to the human experience And and it's important to keep that in mind, not because I'm trying to play down the idea that Pluto, you know, it's not that Pluto can't create and won't create different kinds of transformation or won't be reflective of different kinds of social transformation. It's just, you know, when you when you treat planets like, you know, you use them as ways of hyping up a kind of, you know, stress response. Oh, you know, just keep your eyes glued to the television. Watch for Pluto and Aquarius to come in and change all of history. When you hear people hyping a transit up like that, just be careful because yes, there will be social transformation, but most of the time it's incremental and gradual and there's big spikes and important events. And then there's periods where it's like everyday life is just everyday life. Um, And so, and is everything going to change overnight? No. Uh, Again, think process, not just one off massive events. Generally speaking, that's a safer thing to do. Number three is apocalypse, and it's very similar to what I was just saying, but this is like something big that's been brewing is about to be released. Okay, like, is it possible that Pluto changing signs could, you know, pop some kind of unconscious zit, you know, or or could it, uh, uh, could it coincide with, you know, an eruption from the unconscious or from the collective unconscious? It certainly could. But again, generally speaking, what you're going to see is that life just goes on and life goes on with a slightly different archetypal mood and new themes that are arriving. Um, and those themes will be the catalyst for Plutonian, uh, transformation, you know, but be careful of people who are like, everything that's been brewing and developing is about to blow like that, that quote, that narrative voice. I would be careful of that. That's, that's all I'm saying. And again, I would say, I'm not trying to build a straw man here. I think most astrologers don't do this. Like all of my, my colleagues, my friends who are astrologers, I don't see them doing this. So I'm not trying to say, Oh, I'm the only one you can trust or something like that. Just be careful of those channels or streams of information out there that talk like this in general. I think you don't want to just go over the top with these kinds of ideas number four manifesting your dreams people will take pluto moving into aquarius or saturn moving into pisces and they will just take it as an opportunity to say this is all about manifestation because really for people who are really looped into that idea manifestation as a like a philosophical value everything is about manifestation right it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy so um I'm, and I'm not saying that Pluto will not have some pretty powerful and interesting manifestations, but the point is that Pluto in Aquarius is not going to suddenly make all of your dreams come true or suddenly make everything you've been wanting or hoping for suddenly appear, but people treat outer planetary transit from one sign to another, like, Oh, now just watch how everything manifests. So just be careful of that. Again, things are not going to, like your human nature, your life, everything doesn't usually change overnight in some singular event. Um, So, you know, be careful of that. Number five, the last one is progress. Pluto and Aquarius people, because of a modern bias that tends to conflate the planet Uranus with the sign of Aquarius which in traditional astrology we don't do we don't assign outer planets to uh, uh we don't assign the outer planets sign rulerships uh generally speaking we totally use at least a lot of the traditional astrologers that you'll find will use and appreciate and validate the outer planets as as relevant symbols uh I use them every day you guys see me but I don't give them sign rulerships because when modern astrologers gave the outer planet sign rulerships, they really weren't aware of what went into the entire scheme of coming up with the rulerships in the first place. That it's an incredibly elaborate philosophical tradition. And um, it would be like trying to shoehorn a bunch of, uh, you know, new new people would understand it better if it was like, here's a couple of new symbols. Now try to just jam them into the system of acupuncture without having any real understanding of how that system works. But that's sort of what modern astrologers were doing when they assigned Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto to signs as rulers. Anyway, that aside, that could be a whole debate and whatever we can, I wouldn't die on a hill over it, but that's my take on that. But one of the reasons is that for Aquarius being associated with progress is that people have conflated the sign of Aquarius with Uranus and Uranus does indeed have an interest in or a general inclination toward the idea of progress, invention, progression into the future with a sort of desire to break from the mold or break from the past. Uh, So because Aquarius is sort of conflated with Uranus, and remember in traditional astrology, ancient astrology going back thousands of years, Aquarius really doesn't have, there's some associations you could say with the idea of progress, but not nearly the kind of utopian new age fantasy of progress uh, that modern um, pop astrology tends to assign this uh, this portion of the Zodiac. So just remember that, that when people are talking about Pluto into Aquarius representing this super progressive period that's coming, remember that saying there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, obviously there is. There's, there's newness and novelty and things evolve all the time. But also... Things move in cycles and patterns. And in a a sense, there's just a rearranging of the same themes and basic human experiences, love, pain, grief, separation, learning, healing. And so I just, again, will you see progress? Yes, but be careful for that sort of exaggerated over the top voice that says Pluto and Aquarius. Oh my God, the progress is going to be amazing. See, what I'm trying to do is, because this question I thought was a good one, is just present you with the most exaggerated themes that you may hear. But usually I hope that all of you are tuning into places where you get your astrology from that are not, I don't know, that really wouldn't be the place that would give you these kinds of like super, super intense uh, exaggerations. But in case you are, or in case you're, you know, uh, doom scrolling on your phone and you see Pluto moving into Aquarius being sold to you as the apocalypse, you know, like, at least your other astrology channel said, hey, this is a big transit, but let's try to talk about it without involving all the hype. So now it's been easy for me to sit here and tell you what you should ignore. And it would be crappy of me to just, you know, um, not say anything more. So what I promised you in exchange for this, uh, after this video today is that we will indeed be talking about what I think you can expect from Pluto and Aquarius. You can go back in my archives and watch a few videos I've already done on this topic. But we're going to be trying to unpack this on an archetypal level and saying to ourselves this is not something you're going to see all at once on just one day on march 23rd when pluto enters aquarius but likely over the course of the next couple of years as that ingress takes place and then as pluto especially in aquarius makes aspects the planets in your chart which for many of us it will so when it does so what kinds of themes could you expect from pluto and aquarius And uh, I even have some fun things to say about aliens with Pluto and Aquarius actually. Uh, So I'm not uh, (laughs) anti-fun, you know, but let's tone down the hype because when the hype gets so loud that you can't, um, you can't hear the voice of a planet, you can't, you need meditative reflective space because the planetary archetypes are subtle and they're a bit like deer where if you you know if you just come up on them they're they're just going to take off from your conscious awareness. So working archetypes from a relatively unconscious space at least into a kind of medium ground where you can relate in a reflective through a glass darkly kind of way, that takes working the archetypes patiently and turning the jewel um and and so these things to me are just these are the kinds of things that will turn up the volume too loud and make the the, the, the gentle deer of the gods, like, like flee into the back into the forest. And we don't want that. We want to have a relationship and have just a little, not doesn't have to be fully conscious, but it have a little connection to, um, what this, what this is about. So these things, in my opinion, these five things we've looked at today, you know, they'll tend to be too loud and, and chase the archetype away. So That's why I put them out there. And also just because, again, it was a fun question. So I hope you enjoyed this today. I would love to hear your comments in the chat box. And uh, we will uh, see you again next time. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.